Welcome to Pick the Biggest Winner with David Hochberg. Welcome to the Biggest Winners Podcast. My name is David Hochberg, your host. And on today's show, we're going to be talking real estate law, the exciting world of real estate law. No, seriously, I know it's kind of boring, but my guy, David Schluter, who is a real estate attorney, trust planning expert, is a great guy. I've known him for years. I would like to welcome to the show a good friend of mine, one of the best real estate attorneys out there by the name of David Schluter. Well, his name is David Schluter, and he goes by David Schluter in person. Um, Dave Schluter, how are you, my friend? Good. Having a great, great season. We're coming off a very active summer, and some people are saying it's slowing down, but we haven't seen it yet. There, there are really nice properties out there still available, and as you know, the rates are still terrific. Yes, they are, and I would like you to talk about on this podcast the importance of having legal representation by an attorney if you're a buyer or a seller and why it is important. Because a lot of people are like, ah, I don't want to pay for an attorney. Ah, I don't want to pay for a home inspection. Ah, I could go online to get a mortgage. Oh, I don't need a real estate uh, a, a, a real estate agent. I, could, I don't need a realtor. I could do it myself. Let's, talk, let, let's first address the buying side. Why is it important for the buyer to have legal representation from a real estate attorney, not some person that their uncle or brother or cousin knows? Why is it important for a real estate attorney to be involved in the purchase transaction if you're a buyer? I am answering this question not to help my business. I am answering it because there's truth and fiction, okay? And the truth is this, that not having an attorney in a real estate deal is like doing your own LASIK, okay? There are <laughs> there is nobody in the process that is your friend. Even though the Pearl staff would be excellent in helping people understand their loan, the bottom line is Pearl is lending them the money right. or whoever their lender is. The lawyer is there as a from the beginning right out the gate. We assist with the inspection negotiations, the contract negotiations. Many contracts come in with dates for the mortgage approval after the closing date, or they don't even bring up the fact that there might be a senior who owned the home before this person who's going to buy now and the tax consequence. So we are a gatekeeper of every step of the way, the contract, the inspection, the correspondence, the coordinating of a normal closing. I've had people show up at the other lawyer's office, sitting in their office reading magazines, while we're all over at the title company. Well, when you have a lawyer, your lawyer is going to tell you where to go, how much money to bring, what to do. And so we nurse the whole thing through. We attend the closings. We go through every legal document. There's also documents from the seller, and there's also documents from the title company. The bottom line is I think most people just look at it and say, I don't want to spend money. But, it, you know, they, there are people walking around. We maybe need to call the herd a little bit. But they really, for the amount of the dollars involved, hundreds of thousands of dollars, paying some attorney 500 bucks to $1,000 on one of the biggest transactions in your life, to me it's a no-brainer, David. How about this response? Because the seller's going to have one. Well, the seller, if somebody comes into my office, and I'm known as a very fair attorney, but I will not put my license in jeopardy. I've got to feed my family, and I take near and dear my Illinois, issued by the Supreme Court of Illinois in 1986, my license after I finished law school. I cannot give legal advice to anybody in the room other than my client. I might be able to tell them where the bathroom is or where the coffee pot is, but I cannot say, I think you should sign these papers. And it's kind of a mooch deal what it comes down to. 
is that they're thinking that they're going to piggyback on the expense that the seller was kind enough to pay their lawyer. And so, no, we don't let people mooch. And what about the other side of the transaction? If you're a seller, like my parents were, that you represented uh, in their recent sales transaction a couple of months ago, which you did a yeoman's job, a bang-up job, and phenomenal Phenomenal service you provided my parents, so I appreciate that. Why should a seller be interested in higher legal representation and Dave Schluter to represent them on the sale of their real estate property? Actually, David, on the seller's end, there's a ton of more work between the contract and closing than even on the buyer's attorney. So that whole list of stuff I just gave you, it's five times that on the seller. The seller cannot just go on a computer and say, how do I do a closing? There are state documents, county documents, recording documents, title documents that have to be generated, plats of survey, payoff letters, association letters, well and septic letters, community letters, all kinds of things that if one piece of paper is not ordered by the seller, they aren't getting their money. And the title people, if they walk into some place on the day of closing and say, Oh, can you help me? They aren't able to practice law. Only lawyers can. Somebody goes, well, I got these five pages here at the library. I guarantee you it's going to be about one one-hundredth of what they need to do. Plus, if title company issues their title report, which is a summary, there may be things on there that they never even knew when they bought the place. Maybe their attorney missed it or maybe they've evolved during their ownership. They, they don't know how to clear that up. They also don't have the or the uh, pipeline and all of the portals that we now have as sellers attorneys to coordinate things that are needed very early on david as you know like preliminary cds all kinds of communication now happens within the first couple weeks with the sellers attorney office and the lenders that in my lifetime just started last october so we've had to we've had to morph with the business so i just can't imagine a guy who's got a day job over at AT&T trying to field calls from Pearl Mortgage about his initial CD. It ain't going to happen. So the sophistication of what has happened in real estate, mainly due to the government, as you know, right. but we got them lying, we got to live with it. It isn't going to happen. And I would say maybe in 31 years, I've had three people who've walked in as a seller. But you know what they were? They were big investors that really had people on the side helping them. They had clerks, and they had, like, an accounting department. They had a relationship with a title company where they pulled in a favor. But the average person sticking a sign in their house, whether it's by owner or with a realtor, they really are going to be way out of their league if they don't have an attorney. What about inspection challenges? You know, yeah, going back, yeah, right. you know, you kind of left that out, and that's kind of a – gigantic aspect of the overall real estate transaction you the buyer's going to hire a real estate um a, a home well a real estate attorney or a home inspector in this right. case that's going to go through crawl through the house find all the things that are incorrect or need fixing or might be challenged uh you know sidewalks uh whatever it is right there's five thousand things that could be wrong well but- what's going to happen david is in that case if there really was what we call a pro se seller okay that's a court word pro se you go on your own without your lawyer let's say we have the pro se seller and the three-page letter comes in the bottom line is they're going to take it personally it's their home so if they're acting as their own advocate they're probably going to freak out and kill the deal So what I act as a seller's attorney, and I do it every day, probably five times a day answering these letters, is I take the emotion out of it and say, I know it sounds like they think you live in a crap house, 
but you really don't. It's just that the buyers get nervous and the inspectors are overly careful to protect themselves. I act as a buffer on that emotional component. I also happen to know a lot about construction. I represent builders. I represent developers. I'm also a homeowner of many years. So I'm able to help them respond intelligently. When I see a BS request that's totally incorrect because the inspector just doesn't understand some type of system, I can really help my sellers respond. And, you know, in mentioning the inspection, you forgot to bring up the other bane of my existence, which is association issues. A person who would try to be a pro se seller dealing with all of the systems we have to deal with to get the necessary information to the buyers and their lenders and their attorneys from these associations, they are not going to be taking the calls. from the, They're going to want to know there's an email account, a, 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 scanned, a scanner sitting there to exchange documents. I lay down a couple thousand a week out of my account advancing money on behalf of my sellers because these association and management companies want money in order to process the paperwork. And I just don't see a regular seller giving them their Discover card or whatever and communicating. It just, it's just going to be a total cluster if they try to do it on their own. Now, legally, they can. There's not a law. I want to be truthful since we're doing a podcast here. There is no law saying you shall have an attorney. But if you want to have your life be normal and you don't want to derail your deal and not have your money and possibly lose another home you're going to, please spend the money for an attorney. And on the day of the closing, the importance of a, of a real estate attorney at the closing table you have a buy on the buy side. You have a buyer because right. typically the sellers don't show up. They sign some papers beforehand, right. and you're just there doing work on the transaction. Typically working on other transactions because what you have to do during the sale is is done beforehand, and you're just you know there to represent. Assuming there's no walkthrough issues, correct? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, assuming there's no last minute fire drills, mm-hmm. you know, your job of the day of the of the um, closing is is not as 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 stringent or as time consuming as the buyer's attorney. So walk yeah. walk us through what a typical buyer's attorney what a, an attorney does for a buyer the day of the closing. Yeah, and I'm not trying to sound like uh, egomaniac, but at that point in that hour hour and a half I am the focus of how that closing is going to go. Sure. I am the key to whether it's going to close or not as the buyer's attorney because I'm going to be introducing the loan documents that we have to fire off to the end lender to get the buyer their money that they're borrowing. And so I, am, I take a sophisticated but still, in a layman's term, reasonable description of things that have to be signed to expedite the funds coming from the bank. And that's key. That can cost people two or three hours if there's an incompetent person taking them through what we call in the business the funding documents. Then we move into the regulatory documents that are identical pretty much for every buyer. But people still get scared because why are there 45 documents? I mean, am I, am I going to prison here? So I take and explain the history of the documents and why they're signing it. I also make sure they get a copy of everything. Then I go over one more time the title report, all of the figures, and as I tell all my buyers, no one should be calling you about owing money after today because I'm making sure every dollar you owe is being taken care of today. Secondly, I am the gatekeeper to make sure you're not double paying. For example, sometimes people have prepaid their insurance, and sometimes the title company is trying to collect their insurance. I'm the gatekeeper to make sure there's no nonsense on that because chasing money is no fun. But lastly... I am their advocate to make sure nothing is being schlepped over from the seller's side, either accidentally or intentionally, 
on the buyer so that their money that they're spending is the minimum they should spend and not take on any obligations they're not supposed to. Finally, I tell them who the people are they're supposed to ignore after closing. Because of the advent of the Internet, the recorder of deeds office is virtual, and so anybody can go in and pull off all the details of any given closing on any given day. So there are people who generate correspondence to people seeking money, predatory people, saying, if you send me this money, I'll send you some very important documents in the closing. And if a consumer isn't warned about that, which the title closer will not tell them about it, the realtor won't tell them about it, I am there to tell them, look, when you leave your money today, this is it, and then I give them that warning about not blowing any other dough. And then once in a while I throw in some practical things. If I happen to know they're on well and septic, I'm going to give them some advice about what to keep an eye on. If they happen to be in a new community, I might give them some uh, advice about reparating taxes with their bills or whatever. But we, and that's just because of experience. It's not just paper shuffling. I actually really do feel like I bring a service of give them some real practical advice on just how it is to go from a renter to a homeowner. And you did a great job on uh, Gail's transaction yesterday. We just did a podcast with her up in Highland Park. Uh, you closed on that, and uh, she was very, very happy. We found a root ball, if you will, with the with the with the camera inspection of the sewer line yes. that that nobody would have found unless we would have done that. So yes, she was extremely happy and very, 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 very appreciative that we um, referred you to her to take care of that and permission. Well, and we also had a, we have a carpet <laughs> issue where we referred to one of our team members on that for the future. It's more of a maintenance thing. And also, you know, we even got to enjoy a fire drill together. Did she mention that? Yes, yes. In the middle of your closing, there was a fire drill. It, no, it was nothing. And, you know, no fire trucks came. It's the first fire drill. Even when you're a kid in school, you remember, David, when the yep. fire drill, they still pretended brought the truck. Yep. Yesterday, it was like it was like going to the prom with no kiss. We had a fire drill, but we didn't even get to see a big red truck. Nothing happened for like half an hour. Finally, some guy goes, can we go back in? And they go, oh, yeah, okay. And I remember, and the title company was not a, a build-to-suit building, but just a title company. There was like offices, medical. There was like 100 people in the parking lot. But it, got, it gave us a chance. Of course, our fabulous realtor, Lauren, was, you know, her agent. So we all got to dialogue and bond a little bit under the sunshine. But, yeah, we got it done. And the reality is that uh, also your your loan officer, Jose, did a fantastic job to get the package into the title company. We won't say what was going on there, but the reality is he was great, too. So, yeah, it was kind of a perfect storm of our team working together. I appreciate it. And uh, if people want to reach you to ask you questions uh, after the podcast, how do they reach you? Yeah, I would say go for it and call our landline, 630-285-5300. After hours, we have a machine. Also, email's fine because it does go to my droid, and I don't mind if people say, hey, I, I met you through the podcast. I'll be happy to answer questions. It's Dave at my last name, Schluter, S-C-H-L-U-E-T-E-R, lawoffice.com. We're real good about communicating. i got a great staff here that knows what priorities are and to get back to people because, again, we're not just taking their money. We're giving a full service to make it as easy as we can. Every deal is going to have a bump in the road, but if me and my staff can help smooth those over so people really have an overall positive memory of their sale or their buy, that's why we come to work every day. I appreciate it, buddy. The phone number one more time, David. Yeah, sure. 630-285-5300. We'll talk to you later, brother. Thanks, David, for the opportunity. You've been listening to The Biggest Winner with David Hochberg. 